You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. And welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ, 750 AM, 312-255-8408. You can also get us on youtube.com slash Catholic Chicago. Father Greg Sackowitz, along with Mark Teresi. Mark, that was a great first half hour with uh, Mary Kay and with Tom. Very inspiring. And Mary Kay, pioneer, and she's doing God's work. Yeah, and it... Um, just their responses, and they're so rooted in their faith, but they bring it to the workplace because you just don't go to Mass on Sunday, leave it there. You Once you leave those exit doors, you now live it. Remember what Leo Mann always said at St. Mary of the Woods? Yeah, he said, the Eucharist does not make sense until you walk out that exit sign and live it. Yeah, and also, you know, when you say the Mass has ended, in some ways the Mass is just beginning. beginning. Exactly. It's just beginning. Exactly. Tremendous second-half program lined up, backed by popular demand. Helen Reichert mm-hmm. Lambin, author of An Empty Space in Your Heart, Reflections on the Death of a Sibling or Best Friend, joins us for the second half of the program. Helen, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Father. Greg, how are you? Good. You are so dynamic, and you've got a beautiful smile, and your hair is beautiful, those that can see on YouTube. Your hair is beautiful this morning, Helen. Thank you. Well, with COVID-19, I couldn't get it cut, so nature took over. <laughs> Me too. And you let it grow. <laughs> and, and, and Mark, and Mark too. <laughs> we'll be, and Javi, too. And, and Michael, Javi, too. And Michael, producers. too, our producers. We and all that, have the uh, same hairdo. We'll be waiting for the second coming before they grow hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, Helen, how have you been? Uh, well, let's say well. Good. All things considered, let's say well. Now, a new, this is your latest book, author of An Empty Space in Your Heart, Reflections on the Death of a Sibling or Best Friend. And now yeah. you've, you've written how many books so far, Helen? Uh, I think five. Let's see. Uh, Grief to Grace, Death of a Husband, two books on prayer. Eight is six. Six books. I, I wrote an article once. <laughs> <laughs> now, what inspired you? to write this latest book? Well, this was, we were having a discussion with Greg Pierce, the publisher. Sure. Of, and uh, Tremendous he man. was talking about needing a series. What, we were doing a series, you know, they had a series, different books, Death of a Husband, Death of a Wife, Death of a Parent. Uh, and uh, said, what about Death of a Sibling? And at that point, my siblings are both alive. And Mary Doyle said, what about death of a sibling and best friend? And I said, perfect. Perfect. Because, of course, I've lost siblings, and by now I've lost both my older siblings, and, of course, a lot of very dear friends. And you lost your husband when? I'll, I lost my... Today would be my wedding anniversary. Oh, really? How many, how many years yes, would, that, today would, how many years be would that have been? He was married. a wonderful man. You were married in what year, Helen? Thank, thank you. Now, what year were you married? What year? Pardon? What year were you married? 19, 1962. 
So today would have been your 60th, 60th. wedding it would be 60 years. And I guess I should say what inspired me with this, what inspired me with these books is it's my way of one of my ways of dealing with loss. Mm. This We're, is what started the whole thing of writing about it. Uh, this is my way of dealing, one way I deal with loss. Were you a writer in your earlier life? Like, was it interesting to you in high school or grammar school? Or where did, well, where did the writing school, bug come from? There was, I lived in a small town, and there was a little local weekly newspaper, and they always had a high school mm-hmm. column, and so a friend of mine and I wrote it from our senior year. And I think I edited the yearbook, and I think this newspaper but it's so long I'm not sure <laughs> but yes <laughs> no, it's but on the other hand when I was in college I hated writing term papers this was <laughs> makes two of us it, uh, now it's interesting for you writing is a way of grieving and I always say this grieving is a process recovery is a decision but grieving we must grieving we must with the help and grace of God and so when people say you know, I ask how they're doing, oh, I'm over it. No, no, you, you never get over the death of a loved one. Exactly. You never do, you never do. And so maybe in your own words, when you say that grieving is, the writing has helped you with your grieving process in the loss of your husband, in the loss of siblings, in the loss of your best friend. Uh, maybe just for a moment, Helen, how do you define grief? Pardon? How do you define grief? How do you de- how do you define how do grieving? How do I define grief? I think emptiness is a good word. It's a combination of a kind of psychological pain, and it can even be like a physical pain where you feel different, and this sense of loss and displacement that what things aren't the words? way they should be. Great words. And you're absolutely right. Uh, as someone else said, you don't get over it. You learn to live with it. Yeah. Now, when you you talk about it as an empty space, what else yes. is, what else is in your heart besides that empty space? I think a sense of always wanting to go back. Why can't I go back in time? Why can't things be the way they were? And can this really have happened? Right. Yeah. Yeah. A disbelief. Can this really have happened? I can remember when my husband died. It was a sense of disbelief. I had this fantasy, this is a mistake. He'll come to the door and say, it's a mistake. Now, it's completely illogical, but you want to get rid of this, whatever just happened. Yeah. Let's continue our conversation in a few minutes. WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Tracy. You can go to YouTube dot com slash catholic chicago we'll be back in a few minutes and we'll talk to helen reichert lambert about an empty space in your heart her latest book reflections on the death of a sibling or best friend we'll be back in a few minutes please stay tuned
Catholic Charities Refugee Resettlement Program has been especially busy this year, assisting individuals and families who have fled dangerous situations in their homeland, including Afghanistan and the Ukraine. The Refugee Resettlement Team helps with everything they need to start to rebuild their lives in a new country, including housing, employment, clothing, food, English classes, and referrals for legal and immigration services. The refugees are tremendously grateful for the compassion and practical help they're receiving, and they're giving back and helping each other plan for a brighter, safer future. Volunteer opportunities are currently available for those who would like to be family mentors and tutors so children and adults can practice English. To learn more about these rewarding opportunities, call 312-655-7096. That's 312-655-7096. the Most Blessed Trinity Parish Food Pantry in Waukegan. And here we uh, care for people in need. There was definitely an uptick in the needs for services. We doubled our volume after COVID hit. From servicing about 250 families a week to about 500 a week. We supplied bread, tortillas, vegetables, milk, cheese, butter, Uh, proteins, fish, chicken, eggs. Well, the annual Catholic Appeal has been a tremendous help to us, especially over the past year and a half. Without the annual Catholic Appeal, we might have to close our doors. Um, Our parish is the largest one in the Archdiocese, but it's very poor. We think about food and we think about nourishment, but we also nourish the soul, provide that connection to humanity. The good works here are made possible through the annual Catholic Appeal. Make your gift at annualcatholicappeal.com. Ancestry and genealogy are more important every day. People all over the world are wanting to learn more about their family heritage for personal and for health reasons. At Catholic Charities, we are hearing from adults who lived for a brief time at St. Vincent's Orphanage, the wonderful life-affirming agency that operated out of our headquarters for 91 years, serving thousands of women, children, and families until it closed in 1972. Our post-adoption services help adults who want to learn more about their experience at St. Vincent's. Our compassionate staff members provide whatever family background information they can offer, along with support and reunion services. To learn more, call 312-655-7093. That's 312-655-7093. The spirit of St. Vincent's lives on in the inspiring stories that continue to emerge today. We're back, WNDZ, 7.50 a.m., Catholic Chicago, 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sackowitz, Mark Teresi here. Mark, would you believe I, I just saw Michael May turn the microphone over to you, and he smiled. Michael, you smiled. 
He's a good point. He's really a great guy. We lo- we love to give. Michael I have a Hardy line, a but time. I won't say it. Three one two. Love to give both these guys a hard time. Eight four zero youtube.com <laughs> slash Catholics. Carter with Helen Reichert Lambin talking about uh, her new book, "An Empty Space in Your Heart: Reflections on the Death of a Sibling or Best Friend." Helen, we're also trying to get this book out to folks. So, two questions. One is, who should consider um, getting this book? Why? And then how do they get this book? When I'm writing, I'm talking to people who have experienced loss. We understand each other. It's it's like we're having a conversation. Some of the people I know, some of the people I don't know. So I think it'd be for someone who is grieving the loss, obviously, of a sibling, but also someone whose best friend, because sometimes your friends are like siblings. Oh, it's sure. a crossover, too. They may not be your above siblings, but they're your siblings. And I think it's, we're having a conversation, I'm talking to them, mm-hmm. or with them, rather, and it's not all my experiences. I'm trying to draw in experiences that I've heard of, experiences of my own, experiences we go through with this kind of loss. Beautiful. And the way you can get it is, I, I know it's, it's Act of Publications, Act Publications, which is A C T A. I can give the phone number. Uh, if, can you get it for me, Rosemary? It's here, somewhere. Your uh, desk looks like my office. Here. It's Act of Publications, and I'm looking for the phone number. My technical services manager is looking. This is it. Okay, what no, is it? You got there, Helen? No. Oh, here it is. My, my This is my technical services manager, who is also <laughs> my daughter, <laughs> luckily. It's 800-397-2282. That number once again. It's 800-397-2282. Two, two, eight, two. Uh, so the book has gone as far as Germany. No I'm kidding. A, I'm in a Zoom harmonica class at Old Town School, and one of my classmates on Zoom is in Germany, and she's bought my book and wants to buy some more books of it. And another friend is that I've never met is in New York, and so she's bought the books for herself and other people. Well, we got to keep getting the book out there. You know, Helen, you said something earlier that really intrigued me. When you lose a loved one, be it a death of a friend, a best friend, sibling, husband, wife, mother, father, you want to go back in time. You want to go back in time and recapture, because I find my own life, my mother died in January of 2020, and I want to go back in time and capture those times when I was with my mother to talk with her, be with her. And even when I go to places like Mundelein Seminary, where I was ordained back in 79, my mother spent time at the seminary with me for uh, visiting. And so I, when I go to places where my mother's been, I want to go back and be there with her. So say more about when you lose a loved one, you want to stop the clock and go back in time to recapture that time with that person. I think the, the, what you expressed, wanting to go back in time, 
I mean, at the time, you're taking these things for granted. You, you're very glad to have these people, but you take it for granted. You don't realize that each day is a gift. And I think <coughs> today, if I could go back in time, first of all, 60 years and be on my way to the church now, or go back in time to any ordinary day where th these people you loved are there. They walk through your door. You sit down with them at a table. Maybe you're just in the same room with them, or you know that at the end of the day or at the end of the week, you'll see them. No. And time is the great barrier. We can travel through space, we can make it to the moon, we may make it to Mars, but we can't go back in time, and that's the big barrier, and that's what makes it so difficult. Great response. And, and, and the memories provide a, a richness in our lives. Helen, 60 years ago, your wedding day, what do you remember? Well, I remember it was really odd because uh, my husband came to pick me up uh, to go on our honeymoon and he locked something out of his, locked something out, he forgot it, he pushed the back door of the house he lived in that was later my home. He caught his hand in the window. He got his wrist all sh uh, oh, cut. Bloody. Oh, we had to stop in an emergency room at St. Francis Hospital. Oh. And we walked in, and I could say my husband these wonderful oh. words. Yeah. I said, can someone help my husband? He's cut his wrist, and the entrance says, is this a suicide attempt? I said, my God, no, we just got married. <laughs> 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 that's, a, that's a great story. That's a great story. Which means he cut his wrist on your wedding day in the evening, and you had to take him to the hospital? Yes. That's yes, a great story. It was, uh, yes, we're there at, uh, at, at so, so we're there in the emergency room on a Saturday night. <laughs> and uh, it was a quiet was Saturday night. Was it a suicide? Night. So interns Dem kept coming in who were born residents to see the girl who put her husband in the hospital. <laughs> on, on their <laughs> wedding day. That is on my we well, yes, it was by this time it's the next day because we uh it's past midnight because we had to wait a while. It's an emergency room. That and, is amazing. Uh, they had done something for the immediate thing, but uh, I'm waiting, sitting in the waiting room, waiting for my husband. So it was uh, an interesting start. That is a, that is one of the funniest stories we've ever heard yeah. on radio. <laughs> we've been on this radio program many, many years, I'm sure from Michael and Javi, too. That is an absolute classic story. Helen, you just made our day. You just made our yeah. week. Uh, before we close here, Helen, one question that is, say something more about um, that you want to be able to go back in time, but also it's, 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 it's never the same when you lose someone. You know, when people say to me, oh, you'll get over it, you, you, you never get over it. You learn to live with it. Say something exactly. more about that. Say something exactly. more about that. Exactly. This, you'll get over it. Uh, at one time, uh, my husband was a psychologist, at one time the American Psychiatric Journal, grief should last only six months and after that it shouldn't. Mm -hmm. And they long since revised that, right. long since revised it. This isn't like some kind of bad cold. Mm -mm. You don't get over it, it's there with you, the person isn't there. Yeah. Susie Yale, who did Rainbows for God's Children about loss, one of the things she had said was minimally you need to be grieving 
seriously for five years before you start to heal. And she said a lot of times people rush that process, and then they're dealing with their grief totally throughout their lives because they've never really allowed themselves emotionally and physically to heal. That makes a lot of sense. Who, who said that? Susie Yale, who since passed away, she she's founded Rainbows for God's Children. It's a, a program where young people talked about loss in their life, either through death or divorce. And uh, she just and then we, Greg and I were actually at the college where we we kind of piloted the program for young adults for um, seminarians. Yeah, who lost? I think also. Oh, that's right. I think I worked with that program as a volunteer. It was for children. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. probably you probably it was rainbows rainbows for all God's children. Yes. Children it's and the a loss good of a, di- program. a, a yeah. divorce, a divorce, a death. So maybe for a moment in the last minute here, Helen, talk about different types of grieving. We talk about the death of a loved one, but also a loss of a job can be a grief. Um, a divorce is a grief, a dying. We talk about different yeah. types. Talk about for a moment different types of dying. Certainly loss of a job. It could be moving uh, to a different town, a different place. Uh, it can be something as simple as the giving of your car keys uh, mm. as you get older. It could be something like in moving from a long time home when people move into different living space, certainly for someone that goes into a nursing home. It could be obviously, yes, you said loss of a job, which is true. It does go There's on so and many on. Types so of dying. Uh, Helen, I mean, we lose, need to bring the program to a close. You lose the ability to do things you are able to do. That's a good way of saying so you lose the ability to do things you could do or with somebody. So, Helen, I want to thank you in a very special way for being with us. Helen Reichert Lambin, author of An Empty Space in Your Heart, Reflections on the Death of a Sibling or Best Friend. Helen, you'll be back on the program again. You are a tremendous guest. Thank you very much. Special thanks to co-host Mark Teresi, producer engineers Michael May, Javi Garcia to all. God bless. Have a wonderful weekend coming up. Thank you. It was nice to see you both. Bless you. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.